And now, Turnbuckles, Trunks, and Titles presents to you Nicholas London and Q-Ball Carmichael. like this on Triple T Radio and have the time of your life like Q-Ball Carmichael does and I do. Q-Ball, the host of the show, my main man. Welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? Thanks, Nick. Good, man. It's been a crazy week. I can't believe it's Tuesday already. I don't know where the time goes. I blink. It's all uploaded to iTunes, Stitcher, Google, and boom, we're back again for round two. Yeah, you know, it. I mean, it's funny. It's like, gosh, I I mean, I've had two weeks of travel. You know, the week before last, before last show, I just came back from a week in Georgia. And this week, my daughter, weekend, my daughter and I went away um, again and came back uh, yesterday afternoon. So it's like I'm missing a day each week. And Tuesday gets here a day faster than I expect, and I'm like, Oh, geez, last minute I'm hustling around trying to get a hold of guests and make sure they're still coming on the show and trying to get dinner with the fam and everything done and put away and down. And it's like, man, it's just crazy fast. But, well, hey, I don't know how busy you are. I know you're all over the place. You're one of the busiest men I know. I mean, let's be honest here. Between the business, you're, you're, you're producing some of the couple things in the world that we're going to talk about on the show, um, you know, some new new content, new shopping ideas, if you will, that we're going to talk about on TripleTRadio.com. Like, you know, you're just, you're all over the place, man. I don't know how you have time to sleep. Well, you know, I try to, I try to stay busy, and that's, that's the thing I, I learned from my grandfather, let's be honored, too. Is I watched a lot of other people in his age group retire and slow down and just kind of decline and die. And I just figured to myself, you know, I'm going to have the attitude like he did where I'm just going to work till the day I die. I just happened to be 102 for him. And he quit working when he was about 95. So and it worked out pretty well for him. So I'm probably going to end up doing the same thing. The next 35 or 40 years will probably be the busiest years of my life. And I'll be looking back and go, well, I really took it easy as a kid. Where at this point, I think I hustled when I was younger. <laughs> Probably not, <laughs> but yeah, we've uh, we've uploaded one of my products. You know, it's kind of funny, Nick. I've been uh, a lot of people know know or don't know. Listen to the show is that in 2012, I was having bad headaches and neck aches, and I went to the doctor and did an X-ray, and they found out that I had a fractured C4, and they sent me to a specialist, and I had to stop all my wrestling shows. I had booked to tell the guys, hey, my neck's broken. I don't know how bad or severe it is or anything until I get looked at and went to a sports medicine doctor who looked at it and said, well, geez, this is not a new break. This is something that happened 12 or 13 years ago. And it's got enough calcium on it now where, you know, you can't set it, can't fix it. You can go into the surgery, bust up the calcium, put some steel in there and everything else. But, you know, that's something I wouldn't want to do. Um, a lot of doctors would jump on that. And so I decided not to do it. And continued to, to wrestle. And, you know, I, I always, always suffered from headaches waking up. And not because of drinking the night before, so I've never had a hangover in my life, thank God. But 
Oh, yeah, it would just wake up with headaches and neck aches from just, I thought just from the broken neck. And a few months ago, I got, and I've tried every pillow under the sun, man, the, the Tempur-Pedic, all the, all the ones with the big name time, and none of them worked. And then I found one that was kind of cool because it was adjustable. You can unzip it. You can take out one piece memory, gel memory foam layer, and you can make it a medium. You can take out one more and make it a softer. You can put them all back in and make it a firm, which I like. But it's a huge pillow, and I said, I'll try it. And I tried it probably about a month ago for the first time. And I woke up, and I didn't have a headache or a neck ache. And I said, well, you know, maybe I just laid just right last night. And so I kept using it, and now it's my main pillow. And my old memory foam pillow is now the one I put between my knees for spinal alignment. <laughs> and huh. this new one was just amazing, and I, I – I, told my neighbor about it and she's got neck trouble so I got her one and she couldn't believe it. She was the best seller I've ever had so I said, you know what? I'm going to sell these things. So being a seller on Amazon, I got the pillow and I ordered an awful lot of them. I had sent to three different Amazon warehouses so everybody can, in the U.S. can get them primed and uh, the link is on our page. You're kind enough to put it up for me today and you can go there and check it out and it's fairly priced. You know, it's fifty four ninety five, but if you get it before Halloween, there's a 25% off coupon uh, Halloween special. So you end up getting a, a pillow that's valued at $79.95 to begin with. I just feel like give, I think everybody should have it. So I've lowered the price to, you know, uh, make sure that everybody can afford to get it. But now it's even more affordable. Instead of $54.99, it's going to end only end up being about 40 bucks for somebody to get one. It's prime. It's free. If you're a prime member, it's free shipping. You'll have it in a day or two, depending on where you live at the most. And, uh, the link's on the page. It's a it's a pretty great pillow, I gotta tell you that. And once you try it, you'll find the right setting for you and you'll love it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna mail one up to Canada here this week and let you try it. So I think you're gonna after you sleep on it here, you go, I don't know how I lived without it. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I was telling Melissa earlier, we'll call her my better half, that uh about this pillow and we both said, you know, we need these pillows. We're gonna have to get a couple of them because you know, I'm a firm believer in, you know, a good night's sleep. I'm up early, 5 a.m., 4 a.m. your time. And I, I like to I like to go to bed at a half decent hour, and there's nothing better than a good night's sleep and well-rested. So I'm looking forward to a few. I told you that earlier. I can't wait to uh, try it out. And I can almost yeah, you know, guarantee. It's funny because I bought the nice memory foam mattress a few years ago and I was talking with Chase Stevens wrestler down here in the US pretty pretty famous pretty popular and he said oh man I could told you that I bought one years ago and I bought about five years ago and I called him and I'm like oh my back problems are much better but my neck was still bothering me and so the combination of the memory foam mattress that I've had now for five years and this this memory foam pillow and it's kind of unique because the cover is made of shredded memory foam um it's 40 percent bamboo and aloe vera, and it's 60% microfiber. Most of the other pillows have a little bit of bamboo, no aloe, and the aloe makes the bamboo soft, and they don't have microfiber. They have rayon or nylon, which is a very tight, hot weave, where microfiber is a soft, comfortable weave. So the pillow, I've used it firm, so it's got the two gel inserts in it. So being the guy who shaves my head like you do, I used to get sweaty bedhead. Even if my body was cool, my head would sweat. And this pillow, yeah. your head doesn't sweat because it's got the cool memory foam gel in the middle, 
and because of the structure of the outer shell of the bamboo, the aloe vera, and the microfiber, your head doesn't sweat. It's the first, it's the first pill I've had where after two days, my wife doesn't look at the pillow gate and go, I got to wash the pillow gate. <laughs> <laughs> so you can actually go a full week and that and wash your pillow gate. You can do it like you do normally. You don't have to take the, take, take your husband's pillow gate and wash it every two to three days because he's a sweaty bedhead. Nope. So that's kind of cool for guys to shave their head. It's like the best pillow in the world. Absolutely. And you know what you said, guys? If you can't find it on Amazon, Slide on over to Triple T Radio. There's a big logo right up on the main page. It tells you it's uh, Q-Ball Carmichael, Amazon Your Way, Shopping Made Fun. You click it, it's taking you right to that very pillow. And as more stuff becomes available, you know Q's going to let you guys know. That's what he does. And uh, he's going to make shopping easy for all you listeners out there and all you fans. Of Triple T Radio. Yeah, and you know, even though I'm from the north, obviously, um, living in the south, we decided to name the company Southern Simplicity. So, you know, the pill is under Southern Simplicity, but the easiest thing to do is just go to the website and click the link. Um, or you can put Southern Simplicity, you know, pillow, and you'll probably find it. But, you know, Amazon is Amazon is weird. One search term pulls up one thing, one letter off, it pulls up something else. So you're better off to go to the link and try to and find it that way. That way you make sure you got it. And and I've got a lot of health and wellness stuff coming out. Um, that's really gonna blow the doors off people. I mean when they when they see it and hear it, it's uh, all designed to help. And you know, we got our buddy Mike over there to redlinegoods.com who's given fifteen percent off the top if you mention the code name Q ball and uh you're gonna save fifteen percent. He makes that handmade Italian leather accoutrement stuff for your vehicle. He's got everything from shifter boots and pedal covers, flat side steering wheels and steering wheel covers. And he makes some really cool stuff over there at redline redlinegoods.com. So we you know we're we're lucking out with sponsors here. We've got a couple more big name sponsors to announce in the next couple of weeks, but redlinegoods.com is a big one. And uh, we appreciate their help over there and the guys at Wix who have helped us out. And so, you know, we don't want to become where we've got 10 minutes of commercials, but it's nice, you know, to give credit to the guys that are, that are helping us bring the show to everybody out there just listening every week, because, you know, you can't have the kind of setup we do with the website, with the triple G radio.com with a podcast, what we're going to be doing in the future on YouTube, which is pretty exciting. You, you have yeah. to have, you have to be financed to be able to do that stuff. The average person isn't going to be able to pull that kind of money out of their back pocket to set it up to do these things right. So these sponsors are allowing us to bring a better experience to the people who listen to the show. So that's why we try to like give them a little bit of a push. And, you know, I've, I've unofficially officially became a sponsor of the show myself at the Amazon store. If you go over there from the link and pick up a pillow, uh, some of that goes towards help setting up the radio show and everything else too. So you're actually doing us all a favor and we appreciate that. And, uh, what's big in the world of professional wrestling since we last talked there, Nick? Well, it's funny you should say that because, as always, Q-Ball and I, we, we, we try not to talk too much about the current product, but there are a few things I did want to bring to his attention. Uh, one thing in particular that seems to be blowing up the uh, wrestling world is Jordan Miles. Are you familiar with the name? 
the uh, the 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 new shirt, the uh, the shirt that it's made its rounds about how unhappy he is with Jordan Miles. Um, of course, he, uh, um, you know, it's basically a smile in red, and it's a black T-shirt, and he happens to be a African American. And uh, he had took quite the comment to uh, social media queue. Have you followed any of it? Um, I followed a little bit of it, and I haven't got a chance to get back at it yet, but I saw a little bit of it, and I was like, wow. Yeah, it's been a little over the top, a little crazy. Uh, some legends have said, you know, there was no need for him to – it basically air his dirty laundry on social media, which I, I I have to agree that, you know, if you are that upset, you take this to the company first and foremost. Well, you know, I mean look I mean some of the some of the best I mean literally best feuds um that you've ever seen, um when you think about it, come from Back in the day, I remember Killer Carl Cox. You know, I remember some of the great feuds. You remember the feuds that Colonel DeBeers had with Jimmy Snuffin? He didn't run to wrestle him because he yep. wasn't a purely white guy. I mean, that was a great angle. I mean, and, you know, here's the thing. is Back in the day, when an angle made money, it didn't matter if you used race, religion, politics, your ex-wife, your current wife, your kids, your left arm, or your big toe. If it was good for business, and it made money and put it in your pocket, it was that's what it was about. Because it's no different than if you're playing on a 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, or a millennial show. No matter how cutting edge that show was, shirt you play may not be the person that you are at home, and your family knows that. But if that's the one that's going to take you to the bank and set you up for life and make your living, you need to play that character and do what's good for business. But it seems like things have gone awry. In that aspect Well if he's like I, I I agree with you I mean you look at some of the stuff That some of them guys did back in the day Guys like Stan Hansen Guys like Brody You know they, they didn't care I mean they went out there and You know that was real heat I mean you remember hearing I'm sure you've seen it The riots the you know the stories oh, yeah. Of Puerto Rico and and the Dominican, you know, guys, you know, scared for their lives, militia, guns, the whole nine. Roddy Piper being stabbed in the center of the ring. I mean, you know, you want to talk about heat. This guy's upset about that. But, you know, if he he may have, we'll never know. He may have drawn millions. He may have become the next big thing in pro wrestling now. I mean, because of the way he went about it. We may never know now what might have happened to him. Well, it, it, you know, here's the thing: is it's you you take the you take something that's not meant to be what it was, okay? It wasn't yeah. meant to be, and I'm just gonna say it, it wasn't meant to be a sambo style T-shirt. It wasn't made to make anybody care any more or any less about black people because, you know, I I I was at WWE for a long time, and I can tell you. Does not color doesn't mean a thing to Vince McMahon. It's if you're a company guy, you could be green and it wouldn't matter. So you know the whole thing to say that is just, I mean, it, it's just not true, man. 
And, you know, I know it's not true because I was up there for four years. I know it hasn't changed. I know it wasn't intentional to make it like that. And I don't know who put it in his head, and maybe he came up with it on his own. But, you know, sometimes people would rather take the shortcut to the big payday than to work hard for it. And that's what I see happening right here, and I'm just being honest, you know. And listen, if if I thought it was something that was racist, I'd jump all over it, man, because I can't say that stuff. But I can also you tell know. you that I don't think it was any intention to do that. I think it just happened to turn out that way. And, you know, it's just unfortunate that it ends up that way, that it turns into an issue. You know, there's enough racial divide in America today with the police, which you know that I am, and also with black America and things like that. And I've had, I know myself, I've pulled people over that have seen me walk up to the car and completely lose their mind because they've heard the stories. Oh, my God, white officer, black people, what's going to happen to me? And, you know, by the time the encounter is over with, you know, they have a different attitude because one doesn't represent all, and it never does and it never will. You know, no, I one, totally... one person can't speak for an entire race. One speaking, one person can't speak for an entire religious domination or religious, religious sect, whatever cult, whatever you want to call it. I mean, one person can't speak for an entire sexual preference organization. You know, people are individuals. They speak as individuals. Sometimes they do a group consensus, and it's better. But each individual is in charge of each individual, and they can't speak for millions of people without those people's permission. So, you know, he's speaking for himself, making an issue, and trying to make it about millions of people. I don't see it that way. But I'm also, you know, I'm not that type of guy that has that that racist attitude. So I don't see it. But, you know, hey, he does. They don't. I know other people do, and that's the great thing about the world today, North America, U.S. and Canada, is we have the right to speak our free mind, and we have the right to say what we feel and our opinions, and people have the right to say theirs, and they don't necessarily have to agree. And I know the United States was found on healthy debate. You know, it was good, healthy, respectful debate between politicians. If you look at politicians in the 1800s, in the early mid 1900s, it was based on respectable debate over different subjects and topics and different opinions on the way they wanted to do things. And everything gets out of control. Everything's gotten out of control. Opinions have to become fact, and fact is no longer, you know, relevant unless one person says it. Or you know, everything's just misconstrued so bad to the point that it's just crazy. But, you know, in a couple minutes, the good news is we're going to have our guest on here. And he's an old buddy of mine, been around a long time. And his name is Jack Lord. He runs Southern Legacy Wrestling down in Alabama. And he has just been a mainstay in that area uh, for eons and wrestled all over the entire world. So um, Jack was a pretty big star back in the day. He's a big dude. Came all the way up to the Buddy Lansdale Memorial Cup when we had it three years ago on his own dime. Um, he sent some of his guys and told me to come up here for my camps. And, uh, you know, good guy. Drinks the same Kool-Aid I do. Thinks that, uh, you know, wrestling could be great again. 
it just can take a little bit of work and never gives up the uh, ship on trying to make it better. So, and I think AEW, by the way, if you haven't watched it, I think AEW is on the right track of making it better. Well, I do too, and I'm going to talk to you about that later on. Uh, one thing I do want to do is following the interview with Jack Lord. Um, you know, we announced earlier last week about Civilized and uh, a friend of mine right here in the city that has worked very hard to put out a new song called Let's Ride. And following yeah. the interview, we're going to take our break as usual, but we're going to play this song and very excited to be on board to help him out. Uh, um, Q-Ball had brought up a great point about the future and doing stuff like this to help out guys that are coming up and get their music out. And I think Q-Ball's on the right track, and I can't think of a better person who I think the world of than this guy. And to do this for for Civilized, I think it's going to be awesome. And I'm really excited, guys. It's going to be available on TripleTRadio.com. For you guys to download it from Spotify, it's um, I recommend it. It's a great song. I played it for friends and family, and I think you're all gonna love it. You know, it's funny. As somebody asked me today, say, "Hey, are you guys available?" I, I was listening to all the things we're we're available on, and he goes, "Are you available on Spotify?" I go, "Absolutely." He goes, "Really?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "I just told you iTunes. If we're available on iTunes, there's a good chance we're going to be available on Spotify." Google Podcast, Stitcher, all the rest of them. So um, I want to be all last week, and I wanted to catch it. So I'm all about download. I don't know about you, Q, but I download the shows. Obviously, I put them into a folder because I want to keep them, but also because sometimes it's nice to go back and critique myself, and and maybe uh, maybe I do something more, or I should do something less, and that's the best part about guys like you and me to be able to download them, but also for our fans to soak it up and enjoy it because God knows you put a lot of work into these shows, as do I, to bring the best product that we possibly can. Absolutely. You know, I mean, that's the goal every week is we want to bring something that's entertaining to people and that's going to, uh, you know, kind of like stretch your mind. It's kind of like the end of the show where I bring in, bring in the conspiracy theory. And I like organic reactions, so I don't clue you into it before we go into it. So it makes it a little bit better, and it kind of it gives you the same moment it gives everybody else to listen who's like, Absolutely. Wow. I never thought of it that way. Wow. I mean, I'm looking forward to it tonight because I don't know. I never know what you're going to say. The thing with you is You're not talking out your ass You're really researching these things As you bring them up And that's what I love Oh my gosh You know I I spend And I hope hope people appreciate it I want to say worthless hours Because they're not Because no research is worthless If it makes you more intelligent Makes you more aware It gives you more options to your thinking so, for me, it's never a waste of time to do research. But I hope people appreciate the kind of research that goes into some of the stuff that I talk about. Because it's, it's several hours each week. Rob, Q, you work nonstop at it. It's, it's unbelievable. 
And my favorite part, as you said, is that you don't tell me. And and when the fans are hearing it, it is legit the first time I'm hearing it, which is what makes it a lot of fun for me. Well, you know, and that's the thing, too. I think it, it ends up being more fun for both of us because as we go off the air, we continue to talk about it. And that's the stuff that, that unfortunately, in our Triple T radio show, it's 60 minutes, you can't do anything about it. But you can get the additional listening time to the conspiracy theories when you go and find us in these other areas, like Spotify and iTunes and things like that. So you can catch the whole conspiracy theory, because it always seems like we're running late. We're just getting into it. We go off the air, but what people don't realize is when we go off that air, that hour time, that doesn't stop. We continue talking about that conspiracy theory for another 15, 20 minutes, half hour, an hour. However long it goes, we talk about it. And that's absolutely available for people who follow us in our <laughs> avenue or listen to the show at the website later. They so can get that right. Absolutely. And, and you guys don't even realize yet, but this Skype thing, this YouTube thing that me and Q have been working on day and night is going to be friggin' huge. You guys are going to love it. I know I'm excited, and I know Q is. It has been something that we are really looking forward to bringing you guys, almost like bonus shows. And uh, it's going to be unbelievable when this stuff You know, I got to think, by half a chance, my daughter and I met Omar from Omar Gosh TV on YouTube. He's got 2.6 million subscribers. Uh, we ran into him last two weeks ago on a random rest stop in South Carolina, and she recognized him. And we talked to him, and he said, hey, follow me on uh, Instagram. I'll follow you back. We'll talk. So I sent him a direct message. He started following me back. I'm chatting with him. He was great at giving me hints for the YouTube channel because he's been doing it for years. So I'm picking up some hints from him on what to do. So, I mean, it's just, it's great to have a guy like that who's like very successful in the YouTube market and is willing to say, Hey, you guys are just starting out. Let me tell you what, what I did. Let me tell you what I think will help you guys be more successful and have somebody that's willing to reach out and kind of give back to guys who are starting out. And that's kind of the way that I think we'll remain as we, as we go into YouTube and maybe, Get grow our audience a little bit larger and stuff. We always want to be those guys that if somebody else wants to do the same thing, you know, there's plenty of fish in the sea still. So we'd be more than willing to help you out. 150 years from now, YouTube's jam full. We probably won't help you. Just just to the record. But (laughs) (laughs) just for the record, 150 years, we're probably not going to be willing to help you guys. No, probably not. So it's given Jack the highest time to call in a couple times. He may be busy, so Let's just continue on with what we're talking about. Absolutely. Um, we did all time in the world. <laughs> which is professional wrestling at its finest, or depending That's on right. where you go on any given Saturday night, not necessarily at its finest. <laughs> can I can I give you another another topic on pro wrestling? Because I really do yeah. want your feelings on it, because I know you know, someone that's been around for a long time in this business and you have a, a good act for that is why are people losing their mind over a rating war in 2019 when we have EVRs and EVRs? Why is it such a big deal? Why are we watching 
weekly just to see what the ratings are. I don't get it. Maybe you can shed some light. Maybe I should get it. But I can watch post shows one right after the other. I don't care about the ratings. It's not 1997 anymore. Wonder, give me your thoughts on that. You know, I've never been caught up in the ratings. Uh, I really haven't. Except for the, at the time when I was at the WWE and they were behind in the ratings, WCW, and ratings were everything. And I was there during the Attitude Era, era of 96 to 2000 until they started to overtake WCW. And eventually, short, well, shortly after I left, they bought them out. Um, so I got, I didn't get caught up in it then, um, but everybody else was caught up in it and they were caught up in it for a reason because it meant dollars and cents to them. But to the average person, it doesn't mean dollars and cents. So I don't understand it. If you're a fan and you're watching it, if you enjoy it, what do you care what the ratings are or what other people think? I mean, really, if you watch a show, the, the, yeah, look, did you see? have you seen the remake of the movie Chips? No. Okay, there's a movie, there's a remake with Dak Shepard, and I forget the other guy's name, Pena. I forget his first name. Um, but there's a remake of Chips, the old the show about the California Highway Patrol motorcycle cops from the 70s. And there's a remake, and it got 17% of Rotten Tomatoes. And so I didn't watch it, and I finally watched it yesterday, and it was so damn funny, I laughed until my sides burst. And I'm like, why would I listen to Rotten Tomatoes ever again when they gave it a 17 and I watched it, and I thought it was a 9.5 on the funny scale. So... Ratings are subjective according to the person who's watching or the people are watching and giving the ratings or the households they're assuming are watching or recording a show. The fact of the matter is, you know what, and, and that's, a, that's a good example of it, is just watch it, and it's just like me watching a match somebody sends me. Within two minutes, three minutes, in the initial lockup, I can tell if it's worth watching. In two or three minutes, you know, we have a joke around my house. Netflix, I think, is twelve bucks a month now. It used to be nine ninety five or eight ninety five when I first got it. And I said the first movie of the month, no matter how good or bad it is, costs us nine ninety five, eight ninety five. Everyone else is free. So I always tried to get the first movie of the billing cycle to be a good one, so it was worth the eight ninety five, and then all the movies the rest of the month we watched were free. <laughs> That's all I care about. <laughs> that first movie now is like twelve ninety five. All the rest of them are free, and my daughter watches a lot of a lot of Netflix. So for me, I'm like, hey, I've seen some movies. You know, a classic example is in 1980, and you're not you're a generation behind me, so to speak. But in 1980, nobody probably could tell you the best movie that came out. The best movie that came out, according to the critics, was a movie called Chariots of Fire. Won all the Academy Awards and everything else. You ever heard of that? Be honest with you. No. Yeah. Okay. You ever heard of Caddyshack? Yeah. That movie came out the same year and was considered the worst movie of the year. Yet it's made a hundred thousand times more money than the best movie of the year, Chariots of Fire, because nobody's got Chariots of Fire in their DVD collection. But a lot of people sure got Caddyshack in it. So dollars and cents is what it's about. Sense of humor, having fun. And if you personally enjoy a movie, forget about what the ratings are, what the critics say, or what the other people are doing. 
The problem is, is we don't have a world of individuals anymore. Before the Internet, everybody was an individual. We based everything on our own opinion, our own experiences. Now we go on the Internet and we look what everybody else says and we feel like we have to belong and be part of that group that says this or says that or does this or does that. And it kills individuality and it lumps us in with group thinking versus individual thinking. So I encourage people not to follow that train that makes you have group thinking instead of individual thinking or group decision based on a bunch of other people and you feel like you need to belong, so you need to make that decision too. Make the decision on your own. Be an individual because life is a lot more rewarding and destroying if you're an individual and if you base your experiences on individual experience and individual enjoyment versus feel like you can't enjoy something because a group of like-minded people happens to not enjoy that particular thing. Everybody's an individual. Everybody enjoys things different. Get rid of the group thinking. All right. I agree, but we're going to take the call coming through. I got a good feeling about this call. So uh, welcome to the show. This is Triple T Radio. Do we have Jack Lord on the show? I am here. How you doing, buddy? Jack, I'm I'm so glad. Jack, I'm so glad it's you. When he had we had when he said we had somebody we were been waiting for to call in, I was pretty sure it was my ex wife looking for that last <laughs> alimony check from nineteen ninety nine. You found him. <laughs> Damn it. I thought I had pretty good in plain sight. Apparently not. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Good, man, good. Hey, uh, have you got a chance to see AEW wrestling at all? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've been keeping up with it. I, I you know, I, I try to watch everything. Uh, I, I try not to be too critical about stuff, but, uh, uh, but yeah, I, I do watch it. I do. You're like, you're like me, you try to watch it, and if you enjoy it, you enjoy it, and who cares? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're going to be in the industry, uh, I think you need to know what everybody's doing. I agree with that. Well, you know, that's that's an excellent fact you state there, and I have said that over and over again. And yet, I teach old school stuff. People think I don't watch things, but you know, the fact of the matter is, the business has evolved, and that is true. But basic fundamentals of the business have always remained the same, and I think they'll always remain the same. And that's yep. good for us and everybody else. But it definitely has changed, and it's more. And you know, everything's changed in the last since the. In, since the advent of the internet, you and I both have seen everything change. So, oh, yeah. you know, it is what it is, but I think you've got to uh, modify your thinking a little bit and, and but be be, avail- be be conscious of what's currently out there. And that's what I try to do. I did a seminar, you know, uh, two weeks ago in Georgia, but I just watched a couple things on TV before I went in case anybody asked any questions about something. I can answer it competently because you don't want to sound like you live in a cave. Right. Especially if you're a promoter, because I know that, that you were on Southern Legacy down there and you're taking a little bit of a break, but I think you need to get back to it here shortly. So, you know, you need you, you always know what's out there and what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I try to. <laughs> and if I don't, I just read Bob Cook's page. <laughs> <laughs> Bob keeps everybody informed. <laughs> I'm telling you, Bob, I love Bob Cook. 
I yeah, I love him, man. I've done radio shows with him before and stuff, and it was it was back when we more or less had a different a difference of opinion on stuff. But I think we came to a common ground. We both grew up loving Evil and Evil, so now everything's kind of a little bit better once we realize that. <laughs> yeah. But huh. yeah, he's he's funny. He'll tell you what he watched and why it was no good. That's for sure. <laughs> you, you, you know, unfortunately, I would never put this on Facebook because I don't want it in print. Fortunately, unfortunately, he's usually pretty correct or pretty close most of the time. Yeah, he is. He's just a little but, more blunt than I am. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You, you and I, and, and I've learned over time because I wasn't in the beginning – you know, years ago when we first met, I, I, and it's not that I sugarcoat things now, um, but I, I, I have tried to be a little more cognizant of saying things that are so educational without being blunt to the point where I hurt somebody's feelings. Because at one point, I didn't care, but I've gotten to the point where, you know, I realize even idiots are people too, if that makes any sense. <laughs> I don't mean that. I don't mean that offensively. I'm just saying this, like, you know, if a guy doesn't get it, and and I realized that at my last seminar, if a guy doesn't get it, there's a pretty good chance it's not his fault. It's the guy who taught him fault. Right. And I found that out at the last seminar when a guy's telling me, whispering my ear, how great this trainer is. Don't mention any names, and I said, really. And he goes, yeah, man, he's wrestled all over Georgia for the last 20 years ago, all over the whole state. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> you believe it? <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> and I'm like thinking, I remember living in New Jersey and driving down to work for for uh, Jerry Oates and 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 the the old uh, Georgia Championship wrestle that he started running again. Back in the late '90s, early part of the millennium, and yeah. I'm thinking, my gosh, you know, I was living in Jersey. I pick up Cicero on the way down. We go down and we work for him, and still see Bill Eady and a bunch of the guys from the South down there. And it was like when I lived in Virginia, I was either in New York or Boston or West Virginia or Michigan, or I was down in Georgia or Florida or South Carolina. And I'm thinking, wow, this guy wrestled all over Georgia. And then I just I you get to the point where you hear enough and you're like, All right. Listen guys, I just gotta tell you something. If you learn from a guy who has spent his life wrestling all over the state of Georgia, he's probably gonna be able to teach you how to wrestle all over the state of Georgia. Unfortunately, your dreams of ever going to the WWE or AEW require you to wrestle in other states that he has not wrestled in. So <laughs> yeah. you might want to listen a little closely to what I'm saying because I've wrestled in most of the ones that they run in. <laughs> um, and it's just like, uh, and then, you know, I've met a couple super talented kids that I decided to stay in touch with and try to help. And, you know, there's one of them that just, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you one-on-one. You probably know who he is. He's super talented. He's just so far up inside of his own head that I gotta, I gotta get him out of his own head. He's at that point yeah. where he's, he's he's so good and so skilled, but he's at the point where he's lost his confidence completely. 
And you know, when when a guy goes when a guy goes to a new town and he's a baby face and nobody knew, knows who he is and he's a high flyer and he's very skilled, probably the last thing the crowd is gonna want to see is a submission finish from this guy. You know what I'm saying? But that's, that's really only one one fourth if there's four sides to the ring and he does the submission towards one side, that's one fourth of the audience actually gets to see the finish. Instead no. of a pinfall in the middle where everybody sees the ref count three and all four sides can pop, and you explain it to him, and he's like, oh, damn, I never thought of that. So he, and he, he did think of it, but, you know, you get he's, he's just – and I've been there when I was young, young wrestling starting out where you, you kind of get up inside your own head and you start second thinking what you're doing. And right. I think probably every wrestler's been there, and it's just trying to get him out of that, unstuck from that spot. <laughs> Yeah, I know I was certainly there. <laughs> yeah, I think all of us were. I don't I don't think there's any of us that weren't. Nick probably was when he started doing radio. He probably got to a point where he started overthinking it. And, you know, the, the wrestling doesn't and, – and Damian Wayne always says this when he do the camps. He goes, the moment that clicks, the light bulb comes on in wrestling for you. And I always said – and, and I, was the, I was the first one that, that, that I know of that started preaching – and I heard it a long time ago. I didn't invent it, but I started preaching it. It was 300 paid matches. Because I had a guy ask me one time, how many paid matches have you had? I said, I don't know, maybe 200. He goes, come talk to me when you get 300. Because then you know what you're doing. And so it stuck in my head. And it's, it's a true story that kind of like that 300 paid match mark, I think, is when that, and hopefully, you know, it used to be 300 paid matches was, your first four or five years or two or three years, you know, hopefully that light bulb kind of comes on at that moment. And like Damien says, then wrestling becomes almost so simple and so easy that you look back and go, how did I never get this? It's not, yeah. to those that get it, it's not complicated. To either yeah, get I, I, or get over I, rem- I remember to this day when that place for me, when that light came out. I remember exactly what I was doing, where I was at, and it was just too, like everything in, the, everything in the world changed in that moment. You know, I started understanding that I wasn't just doing things. There was, you know, I was affecting people, and I I was in control. I'd never felt that I was in control before that moment, but from that point on, buddy, I, I knew. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's the exact same with me. Same with me. I can tell you the exact moment that I realized that I knew exactly what I was doing. I knew that I had become a worker instead of a wrestler. I knew that I could stand on my own with anybody. And I was confident that I could do anything in a match as a baby face or a heel, either get my heat or get a big pop on a finish or whatever. But I knew at that moment that I had gotten it. And I remember the exact match, the exact guy, the exact place, in the exact year that it happened. And I think that's a defining moment for wrestlers, that when you have that light bulb moment, it just sticks with you for the rest of your life. It's probably one of the last things you're ever going to remember in your life or forget in your life. You're always going to remember it is that one light bulb moment because it does change everything for you, you know. Well, the most important thing you're ever going to know 
That is the moment when you know, okay, I got it. Now I get it. Now I understand why they did that. I kind of relate it to the most costly thing you're ever going to know, which is the right woman from the wrong one. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, wait a minute now. I'm still working towards that right one. So. <laughs> Brother, I don't know how many lifetimes you've lived before this one, but sometimes it takes three or four to find the right one. <laughs> not three or four yeah, years. I'm, not three I'm or four decades. Years. Yeah, three I'm three six years, years old. I still ain't give up hope. <laughs> Never give up the ship, brother. She's out there. Uh, she's out there with any luck, Jack. She's 30 years younger than you, and she's looking for you. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm at that age now where it's not about the looks or the sexual appeal. I need, to, I need a woman that recognizes the signs of a stroke. Oh, oh my goodness! That, that is too funny. the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! No, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> Our listeners just got their money's worth tonight with that line. Yeah, oh well, that was probably the best line of the week. Yeah, there's no question. That's the funniest <laughs> thing I've heard in a long time. <laughs> hey, I feel you, man. So. So give me an idea. When uh, when Southern Legacy going to come back? Do you think when are we going to see our next well, Southern Legacy? I have been talking with a new promoter about coming in. I, I don't know how things are going to go with that, but I just took a, a office position with a, with a new promotion out of Georgia, Rome, Georgia, and I'm going to be uh, heading that up with another friend of mine, and we're uh, going to try to help that. That show build. They have a great building. They're in Rome, Georgia. Uh, they, they, you know, with what show they've had, they've only run about maybe four or five shows, I think. But they they're drawing between three and five hundred a show, which is pretty good. These days, that, these yeah, days I think we can go in and build on that. Absolutely. Yeah, if you bring in the kind of experience that you have. To a guy who's already drawn three to five hundred, he's going to double his attendance in the next six or eight shows. If he listens well, and, to you and does what well, you say, here, he will. Here's the thing: is back, you know, I've I've promoted my own shows. Now I don't I don't like promoting. That's not my forte. I'm a booker. Right. That's that's where I'm good at. And right. uh, I had done my own stuff for a while, and from you know like eighty five on. And in the early 90s, this, this guy named Ricky Wiggins was running a small show in a small town over in Alabama, and he called me and wanted me to come in and run his show. Now, I don't know why he picked me, because I didn't know him. But I went in, and he gave me full control, absolutely the best promoter I ever worked for in my life. He just stood back and let me take care of everything. And he's been out of the business for a lot of years. We started back. And, uh, you know, so I know what I'm dealing with, and, and he does too. You know, he, he's, he's right. an awfully nice guy, and I am not always an awfully nice guy, and that's what he needed. Absolutely. You know how to say no to a guy who wants to come to the show to get on the show. You know how to say no. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, don't, really you know I, want, I want everybody to come and, and have fun. I want you to have fun at what you're doing. But it's not my responsibility to make you happy. 
it's my responsibility to put on a show out there that fans are going to not only get their money's worth that night, but they're going to keep coming back for more. And yeah. if you can't figure out how to be happy with what I'm asking you to do, then I don't need you. Right. You're about putting so, asses every 18 inches. Yeah. Yeah. Friendship is great in the business. It really is, but it's not It's not always necessary. <laughs> well, and sometimes, as we talked about the other day on the phone, it can actually backfire on you. Yeah. So, you know. It's it's like there's an old saying that reputation is what other people think of you and character is who you really are. Right. You know, exactly. Some people have a exactly. good reputation but they have zero character. If you're the type of guy that's got a great reputation and I know for personal experience and knowing you personally, tons of character. So, you know, yeah. that's the difference. So I just, I just try to you know, I try to be honest. You know, that's uh, I really don't know as many honest people in this business as I wish that were in there. Um, but that's always big for me. You know, I I try to always carry through with my word and, you know, do what we're supposed to do and try to do business the right way. And I have unfortunately run into a lot of people over the last couple of years that, you know, want to take shortcuts and do other things. And that's why I've, I've just been sitting home for a year because I got tired of it. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, sometimes the opportunity to to um, make a lot of money in the short term or to make a chunk of money in the short term versus make a lot of money in the long right. term. People take the short term, no work, take the money and run instead of putting yeah. the money into it, sticking it out, working your butt off for two or three years and building something of value. Right. They don't want to do that. And, you know, I've I found the same thing and had the same experiences in the past with people that I've dealt with that I thought, you know, you think you can trust them, and then money comes into the picture, and you find out that it was really never a very trusting relationship in the first place. And that's unfortunate, but, you know, it, it, it's good that you find that out in a situation where you lose money instead of a situation where it could cost you your life. Yeah. So, well, fortunately, you know, I'm I'm in a position now where – I mean, I'm not loaded by any stretch of the imagination, but I can pay my bills without rationing. And no, so, you know, what what we're trying to do now, I, I want to build it. I don't have to make money from it right now. You know, I can I can turn around and put what we're making back into it and build it and build it. Because, I, you know, I'm, I'm like I say, I'm 60 years old. I think I've still got 20 good years left in me. Well, you know, I mean, I can. I can that's what, that's what I'll be on my next birthday. Well, you know, I, my body ain't nowhere near what it needs to be, but my mind's still fairly good. So, you know, if I can hang on to that, I can sit in the chair and yell at people. <laughs> That's, hey, listen, we get pretty good at pointing our fingers and giving directions at this age. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the uh, thing I like about you, the thing, that, the thing that I think was the basis of our friendship is I, you know, I had found that, that you and I have a commonality in wrestling. I don't think you could find one person in the 36 years I've been in it. I know you've been in it just as long, if not longer than me. I don't think we find one person that said Jack or Q-Ball said they were going to do this one time, and then they went and did this instead. And that, to me, is what building a good reputation, having good character is all about. And at this point, if we're, we're within a few months of the same age, and we're still alive, and you can still say that about them, it kind of puts us in a very small fraternity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
guys like us at this point, we need to stick together like Siamese twins. <laughs> no kidding. And you said mm. you said you're not loaded by any stretch of the imagination. I figure if you fix, finish that nice cigar and that entire bottle of Jack Black you got in front of you by the end of the night, you could be loaded. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't have any Jack, but I do have the cigar. <laughs> I know you do. You always got. I can always got one thing. Jack's got a nice cigar and he's going to sit on the porch and smoke it. <laughs> That, you know, I don't have any vices. You know, I really, you know, I drink a beer every now and then. That's about it. But I don't, you know, I don't party. I don't, I've never done drugs. I've, I've never been a nightclub guy, anything like that. My pleasure comes from being quiet and smoking a cigar and just enjoying some music. That's my yeah. vice. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a pretty damn good, that's a pretty damn good vice to have in the world that we lived in for the majority of our lives. No kidding. No that, that might be that might be why we're still around. I enjoy a dip of tobacco and a few beers here and there, but you know there's worse things, and we probably wouldn't be here at this age if we were into them because a lot of our buddies aren't. Yeah, yeah. I, now I love my beer, but I I nurse a beer so long I could be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I got that one. <laughs> Jack, Jack, you want to say goodbye to Jack? Say what? I, 
I guess Nick, if he wanted to say goodbye to you, but he's oh. being pretty quiet. I <laughs> said I did. <laughs> okay. Jack, thank you, buddy. Night, I'll talk Nick. to you this week, man. Oh, yeah, it's good having you, buddy. You're welcome back anytime. Absolutely. Right, we'll chat. Anything, right. Anytime you have something to push, give us a call. We'll do it for you. Absolutely. Y'all right, take care. Oh, man. Love you, brother. We'll talk to you. Right, love you. I'll see you. Bye. Bye-bye. Man, I got to tell you something, Nikki. <laughs> when he said, at his age, he doesn't look for love or beauty or any of that stuff. Instead, he looks for someone that can recognize the signs of a stroke. Oh. I was done for the night, man. I totally forgot everything I was to talk about. I was, I was having trouble keeping my together. I mean, it was... So was I. Some things hit me super funny. And him and I are about the same age. And I, I'm like... I mean, I just heard that line, and I was like, I, I, I was seriously having to keep from busting out laughing for like five straight minutes. I mean, it was, it was worth to continue the conversation. I almost said, Nick, I had to take a break. Why don't you uh, take over? Oh my goodness, man, that was funny stuff. <laughs> he hangs on to a beer so long. Now we know what to look for. He nurses the beer so long, you'd think he was a doctor. I know, eh? <laughs> oh my God, man! I mean, what a what a funny guy, and, and you know, it's funny. I mean, you know, we're we're friends. We're we're friends. We know each other personally, so it's like every once in a while. I mean, I always see his page, and you can always count on three nights a week. There's a pitch, a selfie of him with a big ass cigar sitting on the front porch. I'm like, man, <laughs> and it's true, like. At 60, if that's your only vice in this world, you're doing pretty good. Absolutely. I mean, geez, you know. Oh, no, he was, he was so good. Listen, he was listen, great. Let's go ahead and give a, uh, a thanks again to our sponsor, Mike, over to redlightgift.com. And, folks, if you're into something cool for your car that's handmade, Italian leather, um doesn't matter what it is. Mike can make it for you. Get on over to redlinegoods.com. Um, take a look at what he's got. If you don't see something he doesn't have and you want it handmade on a beautiful Italian leather, go ahead and ask Mike to make it. He'll make it. He'd probably make you a purse <laughs> just to sure he make you, you know, a flat side of steering wheel. So uh, go on over there and check it out, guys. It's really worth it. If you get a chance, go to the link to my Amazon store and check out the greatest pillow I've ever put my beautiful head on at night. Okay, that might be a stretch of the beautiful head. But I can tell you, it's the best pillow I've ever slept on. For the first time since I broke my neck in what we do suspect was about 1998, um, I can wake up without having to take seven migraine medication first thing in the morning due to a headache that I've had from a stiff neck and to deal with a stiff neck all day and wait eight hours to be able to take Motrin to cure the stiff neck after the headache's gone because I don't want to take medication without medication. So this pill is eliminated all for me. I don't wake up with morning headaches. I don't wake up with a stiff neck. My head doesn't sweat at night. It's extremely cool. It's really, honestly, the great pill. And right now until the 31st, which is Halloween, you can slide on over there and you can get yourself 25% off the pillow. It's 54.87 regular price. So you can go over there and you can get the pillow. It's about 40 bucks, which is less than you can get for a cheesy pillow at a department store. So go on over there and get the best pillow you ever had. 
It's soft and medium and firm sleepers. It's adjustable three different sizes with one-piece gel inserts. It's a fantastic pillow. Check out the link on the website, triplegradio.com, uh, and go ahead over there. And I think uh, we're either this week or next week, we'll probably have my promo up for my buddy. Uh, if you anybody ever heard of office linebacker, Triple T, Terry Tate. Uh, Terrible Terry Tate, whose name was Lester Spite, good buddy of mine. We used to wrestle together 20-some years ago when he was lost as a voodoo man. And he told me one time he was going to go to Hollywood and be famous. And then he went out there and he was on the movie in the movie on any given Sunday, which is a great movie. Uh, my yep. mom's a soccer dad. He was a star of that movie. He's done endless amounts of football scenes before, wrestling scenes before. He's also uh, one of the best Super Bowl commercials I ever saw. Was terrible Terry Tate, the office linebacker, which is on YouTube. There's a bunch of them. Uh, great commercials. Good guy. A guy who, uh, you know, I reached out to him. He's, he's super famous. He's real hard to get a hold of. He's in Hollywood. He's got an agent. I was able to get through to him. I asked him, I said, hey, buddy, for the old days, can you drop me a, you know, a tagline for Triple T Radio? And he was nice enough to do it. And, and uh, you know, I had a couple other superstars in the world of wrestling who could have done it, but you know, they were under contract, so they couldn't. But here's a guy in Hollywood who took his time out of the busy Hollywood schedule and actually did the promo for me and for the show. And Lester Spike, you're listening, buddy. I appreciate it. I know you're super busy, and I can't tell you how much it meant to me to have a guy who I go back 30 years with who has been in Hollywood for nearly 20 years, been a superstar, and stayed in touch over the years. And, uh, you know, willing to drop a tagline for me for a radio show, tell you the kind of relationship that we had. And, uh, you know, just, just real happy he did that for me. And real, real, grat- real, a lot of gratitude for a guy that spent, you know, five or six or seven years of my life, but has stayed in my life for the last 30, even though he's been in Hollywood. Because some people go out to Hollywood, they get a little bit of fame and they forget who they are and they forget who their friends really were. I can tell you that Lester did not forget that. So I yeah, I drop it like a pot, brother. Well, how about I drop that and then uh we'll uh we'll play some uh red red line goods and we'll play civilized let's ride and then we'll talk about some conspiracy theories. I can't freaking wait. All right, buddy, we'll be right back, guys, right after this. Hey, this is Lester Spade. Some of you may know me as your favorite Super Bowl commercial, office linebacker, the original Triple T, Terry Tate. And I'm here to tell you to keep it locked right here on Q-Ball, Carl Michaels' radio show, Triple T radio show. I don't know why he's got Triple T radio show when I'm Triple T, but I'm going to deal with him later. Keep it locked right here. Don't go nowhere else I'm going to give him the hot tag, and he's going to put the boots to you. Hey guys, I gotta tell you about this new product that Cubal and I just started using. It's called RedlineGoods.com. Q, I was on, I ordered a bunch of products from this site, man, and you weren't lying. Man, I'm telling you, you know that tuner car I got, that old Eclipse that I've been working at? I got the, it's called the flat side steering wheel. It's a steering wheel, and it's all hand stitched. 
and the bottom side instead of round is flat and it's for you know tuner cars and I got the matching boot for the shifter that is handmade and hand stitched Italian leather. Let me tell you something dude. This thing looks sweet. The rest of the car not so good. But the stick pull the boot cover, fantastic. Well, I'm going to tell you, I got 1993 LeBaron, and my kids are so embarrassed when I drive this thing around. I went on this site you told me about. I used the promo code QBALL, saved 15%, and my kids love it. I got the coolest looking shifter. I've got new pads on the brake and the gas. I mean, I have done this thing up. The outside... Still needs some work, man. This place is loaded with colors, and it's shipped worldwide. Like, you were not kidding. I mean, I am shocked. And you know what, Nick? Everything's hand-stitched and handmade in its own shop by him and his family. So, you know, it's, it's handcrafted Italian leather. It's amazing stuff. It's redlinegoods.com. Uh, the owner's name is Mike. He's a friend of ours. And if you just happen to mention promo code QBALL, you're going to save 15% on your entire order. So make sure you go there, folks, redlinegoods.com, all one word, redlinegoods.com, and check out their selection of really nice handmade Italian leather, accoutrements for your vehicle, and a lot of other cool products they have for cars. Now you in my ear Telling me everything I don't want to hear But that I 
got no time. So many things here up on my mind. Can't worry about yours, gotta worry about my, my grind. My paper, my seeds, my life, my time. Right now, what I need is a little bit of space and damn some room to breathe. Just dip in the whip and tear the breeze with a pocket full of green. I'ma roll one up, smoke it up, homie. Get high, just me in the foreign foreign, yeah, when we ride. We don't need no destination, no fucking explanation. Just take another hit and sticky green and let's see where it takes us. With my keys to the beam, my beam, T Radio with the host of the show, Q Ball Carmichael. Q, what did you think of the song? Right on, Q. I knew you liked it. I just wasn't 100% sure. Okay, guys, I know what you're thinking. Where's Q? Well, I'm waiting for him. That's okay because we just had Jack Lord on the show which the show was uh, phenomenal with him. Uh, I loved chatting with him, loved his uh, his comments, thought he was hilarious, which is always nice when you can mix pro wrestling and have some fun on the show. Uh, really quick, I'll slide over to Civilized. Love the song, Let's Ride. I thought it was a good song. Enjoyed it. I downloaded it on Spotify. And it, was I got it. it was great. It was great. It was great. I guess Jeez, you when you asked me if I liked it, I said, I guess we're not G-rated anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listen my, my, my cousin who lives out in, in um, Iowa or Indiana or one of those Iowa states, no offense to the people out there, um, he <laughs> has a band who plays very similar music, and I was just texting with him, and I apologize. I had you on mute when I made that comment, so I unmuted you. I thought I probably dropped off, but... I didn't. I was texting with him, and I was doing a voice text, so I didn't. I had to mute you to do that. Um, 
and I was asking him if you wanted to drop, they just dropped the new album, if you wanted to drop his, his title track on here next week or the week after, he was more than welcome to. And he played, and, and, that, and I was listening to the song, and I'm like, I was going to ask him anyway, and as soon as I listened to the song, I said, yeah, because that's exactly the type of stuff that he plays. And as most people know, and you can look it up on the internet, the guy wrestles cue ball for Michael. My real name is Chris Jackson. But my cousin's name, he's a second cousin, um, once removed. His name is Chris Jackson. So <laughs> he is a musician. And he's here in your age group. Chris music is more like that than, than well, that's kind of, I, I don't care. I'm eclectic. Anything that, that actually has a beat to it and that I can tap my foot to or I can shake my head to, I like. I like that song. I thought it was really good. Um, sometimes inappropriate lyrics in a song make it bad, and sometimes it makes the song more appropriate and better, and in that case, it did, and I really liked it. So he plays the same type of stuff. I listen to it all the time. So I think that it's going to be a good flow for us musical-wise on having the same taste, which in, in all the years that we've known each other, we've really never discussed our musical taste. It's always been wrestling and life and kids and wives and you know, it's never been, hey, what do you listen to musically? Um, I like Skinner, but I also like what you just played. Uh. <laughs> so, you know. Well, no, that. and I, I agree with you. I don't think we've ever discussed that. I don't think it's ever come up. But, I, I mean, I got to be honest with you. I, I didn't even know your first name was Chris. Well, there you go. I've been calling you Joe. <laughs> well. Obviously, I answer to anything, and, you know, that's why I've had so many women in my life, because I don't care I what they call me. I'll still probably go home with them. Well, as long as they <laughs> can smoke, you're fine. People ask me why I married my wife. I said, because she said yes. Yeah. <laughs> I asked 12 the, people that day. 11 said no. <laughs> the 371 before said absolutely not. But I used to have kind of a funny pickup line. I'd ask a woman, if I gave you $1 million of cash right now, would you sleep with me? And I always got a yes. And then I said, well, how about $7.43? And she said, no. What kind of woman do you think I am? And I would say, well, I think we've already found out what kind of woman you are. We're just negotiating price at this point. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious That's terrible. That is terrible It's a great line I might use that I, You know what I told my wife on her first date She works for me I own a business And we'd, we'd known each other for, for months And she had actually been to a. She's much younger than me by 17 years She had actually been to a show that I was on when she was a kid and we didn't find out till later because her mom worked for the promoter. He owned an insurance company, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. So the first night we go out on a date and we'd been office flirting and I was single and she was single. So it was okay. And so it was kind of catching on. And I said, well, Hey, why don't you come out? It did great today. Why don't you come out and have a drink? So she met me for a drink. And by the end of the night, I looked her in the eyes and I said, you're coming home with me. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. <laughs> this before or after you got the black eye? <laughs> well, that was after a lot of LPR. You know what that is, right? You're Canadian. You yes, I do. Liquid pants remover. Oh, Lots my goodness. Lots of alcohol. Liquid pants remover. 
I love it. It really only it takes me about a sip of beer. It works on me, but women usually you got you have a few shots in them. It's kind of ironic when you say, "Hey, let's do a shot," and they're saying wine to celebrate. What do you mean? We just met. Duh, that's what we're celebrating. <laughs> oh, geez, Q. Or you tell them, unbelievable. Or you tell them, "Hey, I got a question for you." Just, just off the top of your head, would you prefer Hawaii or Alaska? For what? Well, you know, let's just say I asked you out and you said yes, and I picked up the limousine because, well, I'm pretty financially secure. And we went out to maybe a concert in New York and saw something really cool and went out to dinner afterwards and did the New York nightlife all night. And then I took you home. And, you know, after a few limo dates and stuff, we actually started getting a little bit serious. And I picked you up in my Bugatti and, you know, we hung out. And at the end of, say, a year or two, we really had strong feelings for each other. And I asked you, would you marry me? And you said yes. And I said to you, would you rather go to Hawaii or Alaska for a honeymoon? What would you say? She goes, Hawaii. I go, well, I'm going to need your phone number to get this process started. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, unfortunately, is a true story. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. Uh, anyway, I know we're way yeah, over we're not in the air, so I figured we might as well have some fun before we go into conspiracy theories, right? Yeah, we haven't been on the air for a while. Twenty minutes. I <laughs> Famous. I th- I don't know, man. I don't know if we're gonna be able to do this in an hour. <laughs> I I I know I know it's hard for you because it's later up there and you get up early. But when we rethink this thing, I mean, we may. I don't know. I don't know how we're ever gonna do it on YouTube in an hour. Oh no, we're I, gonna need at least a couple hours. Yeah, I don't know how it's I, – I just, you know, we're us goofing around and stuff and doing stupid stuff, and it seems like something always comes up, and and, and the more sponsors we get. Oh, man, I just – I don't – I don't. I mean, we went like 20 minutes and 25 minutes before he even started texting Jack to call in. I just lose track of time. We're shooting oh, right we get time and, you know, that's – and here's the thing is, and here's what my – what the guy Omar said. And what my daughter's an avid YouTube follower. It's more about the people having fun and being funny than it is the subject matter. Sure, you know, we, get, we talk serious wrestling. We're not going to get over, dude. It's not going to happen. Too many people have done it before us. Too many people more experienced have done it. There's too many other people doing that. But if we get on there and we just have a good time and we goof around and we say stupid stuff we're probably going to get a massive viewership in comparison. Well, I mean, for you and me, it comes natural on here. And, I mean, as long as I don't let you get hot and get started on something, we're pretty good. I mean, I just got to keep you away from losing your mind. And usually it's pretty easy. There hasn't been anything too bad going on. I've already lost my mind, bro. That shit sailed a long time ago, right down the road. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> that shit sailed a long time ago down the track. <laughs> oh my god! So, if we're bothered, so the time whole time travel thing was really my big, uh, my big conspiracy theory. But here's what I thought, right? Is you know, a couple of weeks ago we talked about aliens, right? 
Yeah. What if aliens aren't really aliens? What if aliens are people from the future coming back to make sure that, for instance, during the Cold War, we didn't engage with Russia, so they made sure Reagan got an office at Gorbachev, and they became friends and all sorts of things, so there wasn't this nuclear war, because if there had been a nuclear war, then we would have ceased to exist, and so would they. So they had to come back from the future to make sure that that didn't happen. Talk about the ultimate time travel, like uh, like weird thing. What if that's us ten thousand years from now, or hundred thousand years from now, coming back? I mean, that's crazy. But I was looking at these pictures, and on on the internet, if you look at photographs in time, there's one. This Andrew Passaggio um, said in 1972, the U.S. government sent him backwards in time to 1863 to Gettysburg. Pennsylvania on the very day that Abraham Lincoln delivered the Gettysburg Address. And if you look at these pictures, and that was called Project Pegasus. That was a government project that ran throughout the 60s and 70s in the United States that we know of. It could have been run for 20 years before that, but it was figured out then. And Project Pegasus was about the Philadelphia experiment with the destroyer that supposedly traveled through time and won the uh, war between us and the British for independence. Um, but this Andrew Basagio guy, legitimately, if you look at the pictures of him um, in the 70s when he said this, 80s, if you look at the pictures of him in 1863 at the Gettysburg Gazette address, you would swear that there's no question that this is the same guy. It's almost freaking uncanny. It could not possibly be him. And there's dozens of those photos, you know. The old Charlie Chaplin movie from 1922, I think it was, where the lady walks by the screen and she's on a cell phone and she stops and turns, she's talking to it. Now, truly, she'd be, she could be completely crazy and talking to a garage door opener, but they weren't invented for another 50 years either. So we really don't know. And I saw one today that really blew me away. And there was a lady who was walking down the road that was just caught, and again, in a filming crossfire. And instead of walking uh, right to left, like the one of the Charlie Chaplin films, she was walking uh, out of a factory after work, left to right. And, you know, people used to dress nice to go to work back in the day. They used to dress, dress nice to get on airplanes and go to ball games and stuff. And she dressed nice, and you, clearly you can see her on a phone, and she shuts the phone and flips it shut. So you can tell it's a flip phone probably from, you know, 22, 3, 4 years ago, 20 years ago when flip phones were in, but still it's a flip phone from at least the mid to late nineties. And this is taken in like nineteen thirty five or something. And I've been I've watched these over and over again all day today and yesterday, getting ready for the show. And some of these photos bother me. And then I started to look into one of the greatest minds um, that's ever lived, a guy named Nikolai Tesla. And everybody knows about the Tesla coil, coil. They probably don't know that he's the one that actually created, um, instead of AC power here, DC power, he created AC power, he created DC power. From direct current, he created alternating current. So he created from standard DC to alternating current power um, using the dam um, that's in a river that separates both of our countries, um, the Niagara River. And that Tesla, upon his death, he lived to be 93, upon his death, the CIA 
went into his house and took every single piece of paper that he had in his apartment out of it. They seized everything he had. And Tesla had talked about being able to live in the past, the present, and the current. And what people thought to be, at that time, really really thinking living outside of the box. And if you look at the experiments that Tesla did, I mean, it's kind of crazy. I'm sorry, died at 86, not 93. But it's actually kind of crazy. When you look at his theory on time travel and some of his inventions, he had a metallic curtain. So they could never figure out how it worked, but that metallic curtain, when you walked through it, you were completely gone and disappeared. And that was supposed to be how he created um, the passing of time where he could go forward and backwards into time. And how he came up with so many novel ideas was by going in the future as well as going in, in, in the past. So if you look up Nikolai Tesla, and you know everybody knows he's a real guy. He's not some guy who says, I was here, I was there. But if you look at Nikolai Tesla and you look at his theory on time travel and his relevancy to time travel, I mean, that's mind-boggling. There's a guy who's – everybody knows Tesla's name. And if they don't know that, we know the Tesla car, which is an electric car, which is named after him. But his con- concept on time travel, his studies on time travel, and his conversations with people about how not only did he live in the present, that he lived in the past and he lived in the future and the things that were taken and seized from his apartment upon his death by the United States government is really just incredibly amazing stuff. I mean, I, I don't, I don't see how anybody can look at his stuff. There's all those pictures, you know, there's going to be naysayers and people that debate that and everything else. But when you have a guy who's a scientific genius who actually has talked about his time travel experiments um, and him saying he could see the past, present, and the future, and a guy who created a, a alternate form of electricity, which changed the, unfortunately, he didn't have a patent on it. People stole it, basically, United States government. But he, uh, you know, <clears throat> is a guy who really um, had some just amazing concepts on on time travel and things like that back before anybody was talking about it or doing it or anything. And, you know, I was telling you, I don't, you remember before the show, I was telling you something really weird happened last night as my wife and I were searching for the show called Chasing Conspiracies. There was two that were on and we taped them. And then there was like five in what they call the queue that you could record that were on demand um, on DirecTV. And there was five of them. Three of them were about U.S. government conspiracies. So those are the three we clicked on because I'm fascinated with the U.S. government uh, conspiracies because I think the United States government treats the American citizens like mushrooms. They keep us in the dark and they throw a lot of bullshit on us. Um, and that's how they keep us happy, and that's how mushrooms grow. So I think they do that with us. But we clicked on all those to record them went back to the queue and only two were recording. And it was the two that were on last night that were not about government conspiracies. We went back into the on-demand where the five were, including the three on government conspiracies that we wanted to report, and all of them were gone. There wasn't one in there. That's so weird. It was, dude, it was so weird. It was like, you know, everybody says Big Brother's always watching, and they can hear you through your phone and see you through your TV and all this other crap. 
and why do every week I bring up a conspiracy theory that has some relationship, it seems, to the U.S. government keeping people in the dark or involved in it at some, at some cellular level of each experience I talk about, there has to be U.S. government involvement. There has to be. And every time I mention that every week, you know, I walk away thinking just a week the black car goes out front and parks and kind of takes pictures and figures out what's going on, or is this the week this happens? And then last night we go in there, and that happens, and she looks at me, and I look at her, and I said, that's really kind of weird. She goes, that's weird that you talk about that stuff on your radio show with Nick every weekend. All of a sudden, those things are no longer available within seconds. So, maybe could it be that you don't want you talking about them. I mean, could it be pure coincidence or not? I don't know. It could be. It could be that they just that just happened out of nowhere. But could it be something more? Considering that every week, again, at some cellular level, these conspiracies all revolve around the U.S. government giving misinformation or keeping people in the dark. I don't know. But as long as I'm alive and I don't show up dead Monday or wake up dead, I'm going to continue to talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't wake it. up dead next Tuesday. I'm going to talk about it. That's right. Hey, great no, show, buddy. You bring up a good point, though, my man. You really do. I mean, it is. You, you, gotta, you can't help but wonder. That's for sure. Yeah, you know, they don't like anything getting out. And, if you know, we know that we have had through from the time we set up the site and we started letting our friends know on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest and all of our social media applications that we're having a show. It's called Triple T Radio. We'd like you to go and take a visit to the site just to say, hey, we record all those visits. I mean, we don't record who they are. We know where they came from. We don't know the person. We don't know your address. And we have had people from over 20 different countries around the world actually go to our website. So we have some level of popularity already internationally. What kind of thing does that do to us nationally? Well, maybe it makes us sort of get a little look that maybe other shows wouldn't get. Who knows? Absolutely. All right, Nick. Well, have a great week. Okay, Friday buddy. See you next Real week. Pop. Tuesday night, right. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, 9 o'clock if you're on that uh, time there in uh, Canada there that you're on there. St. John. St. John, 9 p.m. Atlantic. There you go. All right, brother. Okay, man. We'll talk next week. want to thank Jack Lord again for coming on. want to thank Big Lester Spike for dropping the bomb. Thank your buddy for the music. Thank Mike over to redlinegoods.com. Thank Amazon for allowing me to put my sponsorship link up here for the greatest fellow that ever slept underneath a bald man's head. Have a great night. <laughs> Good night, my friend. All right, buddy. Talk to you. All right, bud. Bye-bye. Thank you.